Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my father. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm an American psychiatrist. I'm dual board certified. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed our last episode and found some insight with that. If you haven't already, go ahead and check it out. We covered substance abuse and how substance abuse can mimic mental illness. This week's episode, we want to circle back to COVID, the Delta variants, as well as the vaccines, and just kind of share our thoughts, our recommendations, and kind of assess the current situation and what we think is going to, what we think we're going to see the next, the rest of the year and in 2022. So I'm going to hand it off to my dad. So we're going to focus today on the Delta variant. Uh, This strain of COVID-19 was first discovered in India in December of 2020, and it quickly spread throughout that country, and later it was it became the, the, the dominant strain in Great Britain. The first case that was reported in the United States was in March of, uh, of 21. And it's and now has become the dominant strain in the, in the USA. Uh, this is a very contagious form of COVID, not, like, not that the other one wasn't. And its clinical presentation is a little different than, than the original one as well. One of my, fir- one of my first questions is going to be, are there already talks that we're going people already vaccinated are going to need booster shots? Are they seeing if that's necessary? And when do you think we'll know if we're going to need boosters? Well, in Israel, which appears to be the country with most data and more experience with the the, the vaccines, they are going to start requesting boosters for the immunocompromised patients. However, recently Pfizer reached out to the FDA to seek approval for a booster uh, vaccine in the United States. However, the FDA reported that they needed more data to support that, the use of a booster. Um, so with boosters, is that, because I feel like there's going to be controversy. I mean, we saw the controversy that there was uh, regarding the vaccines, let alone if they make an announcement in the fall of, oh, vaccine recipients need booster shots is that do you think there will be a conspiracy of like oh that's just so big pharma can keep making more money or would they actually be losing more money because they'd have to be producing more shots which way would that kind of turn do you think there will always be skeptics no matter what however as you know the data has proven that the vaccines have been literally life-saving for those that have received the vaccine. And when we circle back to this Delta variant, those that are vaccinated are the ones that have the most protection against this uh, most contagious form of uh, COVID-19 so far. So even though people will always uh, consider or entertain conspiracy theories, the data is what it is, and it's clearly showing that those that have a vaccine are protected. So, yes, no one's going to say that pharmaceutical companies are charitable organizations. Uh, they're going to make a profit. However, their vaccines are helping, and vaccines have helped mankind throughout their existence. So, 
Uh, there's, of course, different incentives. Uh, I think that the more we know about the vaccines, the better off we are. And for those skeptics that are out there, educate yourself about what the vaccine does, what it doesn't do, the protections that it offers, what, what it, the, essentially you have to know about the risk and benefits of any vaccine or any medication for that, for that matter. So you, the more you educate yourself, the better off you are in making the decision. We have an episode breaking down both COVID vaccines, which were Pfizer and Moderna at the time. If you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. We break just break down side effects, what we experienced, the science behind each vaccine to help you guys feel more comfortable in deciding to get vaccinated. That leads me over to, I wanted to ask you dad, or I guess get your comment on the how strong this delta variant is compared to the regular covid-19 strain i know i read an article where and i think you also read it too where this lady basically was just saying that the if you're not vaccinated the delta variant is going to find you and what do you think i guess what what do you think that you would hope that people get a sense of urgency to get vaccinated if they're not already, but how should we keep maneuvering now that we know that this is even more transmissible than the regular COVID-19 strain? Well, it seems as though it, it kind of depends on what your age is. Uh, some of the rates for the elder, for those that are 65 and over, it's it's the the statistics are that seventy eight percent of those sixty five and over in the U.S. have a vaccine, whereas only eight percent of those eighteen to twenty four have a vaccine. So the figures are a little bit more for those ages between twenty four and sixty five. So it kind of looks as though the older you are, uh, and of course it was structured that way initially, uh, you have uh, more you had the first opportunity to get the vaccine. However, at this point, age is not a barrier. Anyone can receive it from the age of 12 to any other and above. So it's no, age is no longer a barrier um, in regards to having access to the vaccine. So now it's really, uh, it's available to all, at least in the United States. And I think that's Kind of sad that other countries desperately want the vaccine, and while we have it, there's a lot of us that don't want it. So, is it defiance? Is it ignorance? Is it a combination of those? Probably. Uh, however, the truth is that uh, it's more transmissible than ever than, in, than the other variants, and it's deadlier as well. So, uh, what? My understanding is from the at least from the emergency department at my hospital it's is that it's attacking the younger populations a lot worse than 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 the than the prior strain of covid do you think um that's because a few factors of younger people are going out back to bars back to clubs gathering again in indoor settings not that they weren't doing that I guess this is where it gets interesting is that it's not as if people weren't doing that already before the vaccines came out so what do you think what do you think is the reason why younger people are 
getting more attacked with this variant? Simply because this variant is more infectious. It's two and a half to four and a half times more transmissible than the older strain. So that's why it's more infectious. So if you don't have a vaccine and you come across this variant, it's going to it's gonna find you, as they say, and it's going to attack you and it's probably going to cause a lot of harm. Do you think as the years go by and we continue to move away from this pandemic, do you think we're just going to continue to see stronger variants pop up as the, yeah, as the years go by? Well, that's what the experts are saying. So it's just of utmost importance that people get the vaccine and don't just get one. You have to get the both of them uh, because uh, one will offer limited protection. And the second dose, if you, of course, if you're taking the Moderna, the Pfizer, they will offer that close to 100% protection of hospitalization and death. So how how is this affecting your psych unit, but then also mental health in general? Well, that's an interesting question because we don't have a lot of data on the mental health aspects of COVID-19. Yes, we know that there's been untold toll on especially children that have lost their parents, the grief, the depression that they're going through. But talking to some colleagues just informally about patients that have been infected with COVID-19, how there's been a surge in bizarre behavior in, in some of these individuals that have been affected by the virus that from without having a prior history of psychiatric illness, they become erratic, they become homicidal, suicidal, psychotic overall. And, and that's really been underreported or not even reported in the, in the medical literature but we're definitely seeing that in the community. Do you think we're going to hopefully be more equipped, say, if there's like a second round or a second wave of COVID, like the way we saw the emergency rooms being packed um, a year ago, even six or so months ago? Do you think we're going to see a second wave? And are we prepared in the mental health aspect as well as just the overall general health practice? I think it depends where you live. What a, what appears to be, again, a, a highly protective factor are the vaccines. So if you live in an area where people are vaccinated, you're not going to see that surge. But our, the experts are telling us that in those areas where the vaccine has not been given to many of the, uh, of the, of the citizens, uh, that there will have a surge. And it's going to be like as bad as any that we've ever had before. So again, it all depends on who has the, what areas have been vaccinated and which haven't. Uh, it clearly at this point is a matter of um, prevention with getting the vaccine. But for whatever reason, we know that that's just not the case throughout this country and throughout the world. I think it was on one of our previous episodes, um, you had mentioned that uh, the male population was uh, not as vaccinated as the female population. So do you think we're going to see a surge amongst men getting COVID in the workplace as they return back? Well, I think that whoever doesn't have a vaccine, uh, whatever your gender is, it doesn't, you're going to get, you're going to have a high risk of, of catching it and ultimately suffering the consequences. So 
at this point, with I don't, I'm not sure if there's any data uh, that's gender specific in regards to the Delta variant, because again, this just landed in the U.S. shores in March of this year. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get some literature coming out of India and Great Britain, uh, because they've had it for you know more than half a year now. So, what do you suggest people do if, even if they are vaccinated, should we? Uh, behave and continue to act in social distance and wear a mask and avoid indoor areas? What what would you suggest? Even if we don't have data, common sense needs to prevail. If you find yourself in a crowded environment, indoors, be it a theater or a concert, you you should wear a mask. If you're outdoors, the chances are less likely that you're going to catch the virus. so it may not be a bad idea to wear a mask as well. We all have to remember that the vaccines do not offer 100% protection. So even if you have a vaccine, there's that there's that slim possibility that if you come across somebody who has the, the Delta variant, that you can still get it. So again, let's be prudent, let's be practical. And what's the Russian taking off the mask? Hey, you know what, if it'll save your life, maybe not. maybe it's not a bad idea. And also just promoting general good health practices that we've talked about before, of just, you know, eating right, moderate exercise, things of that nature, just to promote a good immune system so that your body is prepared just, just in case you f- do find yourself compromised and exposed to COVID. What else have you, what else have you learned or been reading about um, the patient pop or just the general population during COVID. It was reported today that there was an increase of 30% in overdoses during the pandemic. And this is probably attributable to a lack of uh, access to mental health care, which we've talked about. I know that a lot of therapy was available virtually, but a lot of it wasn't. Uh, definitely uh, there weren't any more clinic visits. So that is probably related to an increase in stress and, you know, the barriers to care. Uh, I feel like I've asked you this question more, or I've asked you this question before. I've just, do you think people are more anxious in general and their anxieties are leading them to lean on substances such as alcohol or marijuana? Well, we know for a fact that that has happened. And, you know, as we speak in the summer of uh, 21, where there's been some optimism and now there's some caution, um, I think it's we're all eager for things to get back to normal, uh, to be able to resume life pre- as it was pre-pandemic. However, there's still an uncertainty and there's still anxiety. There's a transition period and we don't know if we're going to be going back to that full pre-pandemic mode or is there still going to be some caution because of what we've just talked about, about the Delta variant. And the experts are even telling us the Delta variant is not going to be the last variant either. There's going to be other ones that are probably going to be even more infectious than that one. So how far away are we from this? Are we still in the middle of it or is it going to be something that's going to be history pretty soon? I think those are question marks. There's an uncertainty. And there's, a, I think, a bit of valid anxiety, if you will, that 
that we si- we still need to consider and we still need to experience and go through and hopefully we can resolve this and what we'd like to recommend is you know if you have access to a vaccine that I mean you haven't had it get your first dose and get your second dose as well protect yourself uh you know talk to your doctor do- talk to people that you trust that are knowledgeable about this and that will give you a medical opinion, not a political one, but a medical one, and see if if they recommend a vaccine or not. Yeah, I think think as Americans, we've kind of become disillusioned to this idea that because things are looking up in the U.S., that they're looking up all around the world, and or that because they're looking up in the U.S., we don't have to necessarily care or take into consideration what's going on in the global community and i think that this delta variant is just proving that we could have all the vaccines in the u.s but if the rest of the world is struggling to get access to a vaccine variants are just going to continue to pop up and going to continue to make find their way over to the u.s because you know travel restrictions have been for the most part lifted pretty much everywhere uh, so it should be interesting to see just how much how much longer we're gonna see these waves of different variants and COVID. You bring up a great point that I hadn't even considered, really, but it is one world, and the COVID viruses do not know any borders. Uh, clearly, we've seen that they can cross any border. Uh, any and so you're right we're still interconnected and and we're all dependent on one another to a certain extent so uh, again anyone that can have that has that has access to a vaccine needs to get it because it's a it really is a lifesaver a lifesaver for yourself your community and the global community and that's how we're all going to collectively move past this That's going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of 2020 Psych. I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion. Please tune in next week for another episode on another topic. I hope you guys have a great day wherever you are, and thank you so much for listening. (music) 